0: Choose not to live in a world of filters. Realize your mistakes. Set the foundation for your success. Get some wins. Knucklehead Podcast. Welcome to another edition of Knucklehead Podcast. We have with us today uh, Derek Morell, just like Purell. You actually just explained that to me. So uh, he is a he's a real estate. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk him up. I'm just gonna say he's a real estate guru. He is the uh, all the all the mastermind principles that you can think of when it comes to real estate. He's gonna drop some wisdom to you, especially if you, you follow his posts on Facebook. Um, so he's a he's a great resource. Uh, military experience. Uh, we're excited to have him on the show today. So Derek, I appreciate you taking some time, buddy.
1: Man, thanks so much for having me. I
0: appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, um, let's jump right in. Let's jump right into uh, to what we're doing here today. So when we when we say Knucklehead Podcast, sometimes people uh, they get uh, they get a little taken back by just how open we are with mistakes that we've made in the past, things that we've done and and messed up. But we we don't want to hide those mistakes. We actually want to we actually want to extract some learning principles, some things that we can share with other folks. Uh, so we can either not take ourselves so seriously, or laugh about some things, uh, and learn in the process, and become better at what it is that we do. So uh, that's the reason why we started this. Uh, we uh, we created a hashtag called "Get Some Wins" and uh, and don't be beta about the process because you can't get anything done uh, if you're not willing to go out there and fail. And that is not beta, right? That is a an alpha mindset. So that's the reason why we started it. So. I'm interested, man. What what's what are some things that you've learned in your experience? Maybe talk a little bit about what you're doing now and and, uh, and how you put yourself out there.
1: Yeah, so man, I, I am. I'm, I'm a current real estate investor. I'm in Houston, Texas. I'm a full time full time investor. I went full time in September of 2014. So somehow I've survived and I'm still breathing and I'm I'm still living. So that's a good thing. That is um, a good thing. Yeah, my there last
0: storm recently in Houston wasn't there? There was something happened, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Just a little storm, you know, just yeah. flooded uh thousands and thousands of homes, like the entire city. <laughs> Goodness gracious, yeah, it was, yeah, that was last year, last last hurricane season, like right at the uh, September 1st time frame. Yep. Yeah, it was a pretty big deal here in Houston, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, everybody okay, yeah. I mean, a lot of people displaced, you have you still have neighborhoods that haven't recovered. Yeah. You had some neighborhoods, you know, that they're they've been underwater multiple times. And you had neighborhoods that weren't in flood zones that flooded, you have neighborhoods that were in flood up zo- that were in flood zones that didn't flood. It was just it was kind of crazy. It was a very unique uh time frame.
0: I I bet. I bet. Well, now that um I don't wanna say that everybody's recovered from it, but there's been enough time that's passed to where things the dust starts to settle a little bit. I mean, are people coming out of it okay, or what's what's the deal? Yeah,
1: there, there's a lot of a lot of investors have jumped in. A lot of out of area investors have jumped in. You'll be surprised. Um, and, and the flood houses is not my niche, man. I'll be honest with you. I, I right. can do stuff with them, but I'm not buying them personally for my company or anything. However, I could supply them. I can assign contracts and stuff. But here's the thing. I mean, there there's some neighborhoods that here we are a year later. And people are buying those houses that have been remodeled almost at the point, almost at the same price they were a year ago, which is crazy. Wow. That it just is crazy. You, yeah. I mean, it's I mean, Houston here, Harris County, greater Houston. It's a massive, massive market, massive, massive area, massive sprawl. You got a lot of. Of course, oil and gas—it's like the the mecca of oil and gas in the U.S. Tons of oil and gas headquarters here, so you have a lot of industry that's just bringing people here, and more people come in. And I mean, there's a lot of money in this market, and people—you know—I don't know—I don't—I wouldn't want to move into a, a house I knew just flooded three times in the last five years. But that's just me. But some people, they buy flood insurance; they're cool with it.
0: Yeah, that's that's exactly right. It, you do, it's a roll of the dice. It's right. a roll of the dice whenever you're buying houses. Anyway, I mean, you want to do your due diligence and best practices and everything else that everybody else is out there. But the fact is, is things happen. I mean, yeah. you can only cover yep. yourself so much. But so talk a little bit about um, if it's okay with you. Just jump into, um, you know, a learning experience. I mean, what's something where you think about your past experiences where you're, you almost cringe, where you're like, oh, geez, I shouldn't have done that. I, I don't yeah. know. What, what branch of service were you
1: in again? I was in the Marine Corps.
0: Marine Corps. Oh, that's yeah. fine. All, yeah, right. so, so all right. So, so um, I was I uh, was going through boot camp, and I I remember telling the story where you know, remember in boot camp whenever you're staged, and all the drill instructors are about ready to take you on the uh, on the run, and you have your rifle. And um, I had to piss so bad, <laughs> I I ran out of formation to just go piss. I, just, <laughs> I, I mean they were over there, so they weren't paying attention, right? Or at least, so yeah. It didn't work out too well for me. I got my weapon taken from me by another drill instructor. I got slayed when we got back. Uh, <laughs> quarter deck, so it was bad. But those are the types of things that, you know, whenever you're in a group of Marines, you don't want to tell them, hey, listen, you become a sergeant in two years, meritoriously promoted. Uh, but listen to what I was like 35 days into my tenure in the Marine Corps. I screwed up this bad. Or Yeah. What are some right. things that uh, that you have – in your experience that you're like almost cringe where you're like, I don't know if I want to tell somebody that, but it can can help. Yeah.
1: I mean, I I got one where, I mean, I just, I got my teeth kicked in. So I'm in real estate. I've been, like I was saying full time since 2014. So imagine I left a government job. I was a special agent in the U S government, federal law enforcement. Wow. So I left that job. I went full in on, I mean, I'm talking, I had over 50 K of credit card debt. I had 3 or 4 months of reserve. I had a wife that didn't have an income, two babe, two kids at the time. I had um every we were in Houston. I'm not from Houston, so it was kind of a new city. I mean, I I went all in. Like let, risked everything. So,
0: most would call just that a knucklehead move.
1: Oh, I don't I don't recommend people do what I did, but <laughs> it's my journey, right? So, I always I don't want anyone following me because you have to It's all between the years, right? A lot of this, most of this, in my opinion. I'm a big mindset guy. So here's the deal. So I got out of that. You know, I had credit card debt. A lot of that was from um, starting to invest or market. And that was like expenses. It wasn't like Best Buy TVs and couches. I mean, I wasn't like dumb with it. It It's just I had real estate education on there and all this. So I had access to that credit. Long story short, I get out or I jump into entrepreneurship. I'm doing some deals, getting some momentum, paying down the, the debts and everything. Well, then I wanted to get into rehabs because I thought everyone had to remodel houses, right? That's what everyone thinks. of when they think of real estate investing, they think of the TV shows where you buy a house and you make it pretty and you sell it. That, you know, that's a viable option. Well, I started getting into that. And I actually partnered with a guy who is my friend. And we bought four here's the deal. I was going to bring the money with my private lenders. I was going to structure the deal, kind of the front end of it, but he loved doing the contractor work, right? He had some crews. He was going to take care of the back end of it or the side of it, right? So I'm like, this, this is a match made in heaven. We're going to ride into the sunset and make a bunch of money. So I go do my, do my thing. One, two, three, four flips, four rehabs I buy. And then he started to take care of the, the, the construction and all that. Well, a few months go by, there's delays, delays, delays. Okay, a few more months go by. No, I'm paying my lenders every month for the money that I owe them for interest and all that. Well, then we started finding out that money was disappearing. And so I'd question this guy about it. Like, Where, where'd the money go? And at first, he, he would blame the contractors that he hired. He would say, Yeah, this contractor, man, this idiot contractor ran off with the money. So I'm like, Okay, so and so. I'm like, Okay, Steven, show me the, let's go after the contractor. Show me the, show me the checks, the bank stubs, the whatever you paid him, however you paid him. And the guy said, oh, I paid him in cash, which is a huge red flag. Oh my because remember, I, I had four deals at the same time, all of these anomalies happening. Huh. So fast forward a little bit, and now I realize he's stealing money. But here's the deal. When we set up the, when we were buying these houses, we were buying it out of my LLC. And I'll use you as an example and say you had an LLC. We both buy this house. We're 50-50 owners of the house. Oh, no. the wrong way to do this. But I didn't know any better, right? So now I'm married to this guy. And I'm throwing thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars down the toilet. Eventually, I got him to deed me his interest. So I got ownership of the problem, right? Yes. So now I'm... So imagine these lenders say I buy a house for, you know, $50,000 and let's say it needs 30 or 40,000 in repairs. Well, that 30 or 40,000 in repairs comes to, to me in draws. So in other words, we're supposed to fix a little bit of the house, say 5, 6, 7000 k and then we go yep. to our lender, "Hey lender, we put in the 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 sheetrock and the, the this and the that" and then they give us go the ahead money to pay that off. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, he was stealing all those draws. that draw money that's what he was stealing so by the time he deeded the properties back to me all that did was get him out of the way and now the problem was i had a house that was still down to the studs that already had the the rehab money drawn out so what did that mean i had to double down and pay to get those houses done as i'm paying interest as I'm having to refi these lenders because notes are coming due, it was a mess i mean my my life was hey i mean i was it was tough the very very difficult and I stopped counting after about sixty to 70 k of how much I lost I stopped counting man so I'm thinking it could be closer to a hundred um my my whole world this is this is gotta
0: this is an incredible story, but let me I've got to stop you here and heres yeah. and here's why. At what point did you connect the dots on who was doing that to you? You said you started this story by saying it was a friend. Um, And when did you connect the dots and then what did that do to you and your ability to assess somebody else going forward?
1: Well, so... Yeah. He was a friend. He was the first investor I met when I first started. I was brand new and I had a little deal and I assigned it. Well, he was the investor that bought my first deal back in 2013. So I knew this guy. Right. And he comes across as super nice, all this stuff. And I'm pretty discerning. I I thought, right. I mean, this one challenged me obviously. Yeah. So after, so when we did these deals, it was a few months in that that I'd say three or four months is when I really started to question it, which I should have knowing what I know now, I would have done totally different setup in that situation, but it was a few months in totally um, different setup to protect the backside or not go forward at all. When you started to get that, that I way. would have structured it differently. So let, let's Got say it. we, me and you, let's say you came to me and said, Hey man, like we're going to do these deals. If we want to do them. What I would want to do if I'm bringing the, if I'm bringing the money, because these are my private lenders. These are private individuals that I give great interest rates to. I have to protect their money at all costs, Absolutely. which I did. I never once was late. Never, not one penny was missed for my lenders. I, I went, I went to the, I was a sacrificial lamb on that. I, I took the, the, the face beating. Wow. They didn't even know what was going on. Cause I mean, this is like, they don't need to know. I'm just, I'm paying them what they're supposed to pay. And my whole world's a tornado over here. Yep. Um, But I learned how to structure, you know, I talked to the attorneys, oh, you should have done it this way. Well, it's too late because when you're in real estate, it's a great, real estate's awesome, man. But if you're an idiot and if you don't know what you're doing, you can lose a lot of money because you're married, you're in a deal. If a deal goes bad, you can't pull the ejection, Nick, you're screwed, right? Right. You got to pay your lender. The lender can foreclose. It can come after you. I mean, all this stuff happens. So I had to solve that whiteboard behind me, I have one in front of me, one behind me. It's four foot by eight foot. I'd go to that whiteboard and it's usually full of stuff, but I just erased it. But I put house number one. If people want to watch videos, you can
0: find Derek Morrell on Facebook and see that board full. Oh yeah.
1: It's pretty full. Yeah. It's pretty full. But I'd go to the whiteboard. I'm a whiteboard visionary house. Number one, these are my problems. House number two, three and four. And I had to solve that. And even though he didn't, because he deeded me the properties, it actually made it much, I won't say, well, easier, because if he didn't deed me the properties, then I'd have that, that other legal issue, right? To get the properties, go after him for fraud and all this stuff.
0: Just to clarify for people who aren't in real estate, when you say deed, what does that mean?
1: Deeding a property is when you, when you give ownership. If I, if I have a house and, Stephen, you want to buy my house? I own the house by a piece of paper. It's called a deed. Got it. So that's what means I own it. So I'd have to sign it. We'd have to create a new deed and I sign it, giving interest, giving the ownership to you. And it's just deeding the property. Yeah.
0: Sure. Just to clarify, there are some people who are knuckleheads, myself included in there that no, no, absolutely, man. Fancy I'm, words. They just get confusing. Marine Corps,
1: you know. I, I won't use words like encumber then. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Thanks. I appreciate that. But yeah, I mean, it it took several months to figure this out. Now, this whole time span was probably close to two years of just at least 18 months to two years of just hell on earth. And remember, I I, I do talk about concepts I've learned and I'm trying to give that impact. And a lot of this stuff came through these dark times because God, did I want to quit, man? And I had to figure out like, what is that driving force within me? not to quit and not to, I mean, I risked everything. I burned my boats. I didn't have, you know, my wife doesn't have a W2 job where she's making a hundred K where I can go, okay, that sucks, but we can still, you know, afford stuff. So I was wounded and I had the, the concept. This is why entrepreneurs quit is because when all that's happening to me, that whole headache, all my energy and my mental energy, just the stress, the pain, I mean, I was tapping reserves. I had to tap credit again to make sure my lenders were okay. However, all that's happening. I'm getting my teeth kicked in, but I still had to hunt and produce and bring home meat to the family, right? I still had to go do deals. I still had to get new stuff because no one no one cares. The world doesn't care, right? Right. I had to go produce. And that's a massive, massive issue with people. That's when they quit, man. I'm telling you. I mean, I, and I can see it in any, any business, there's always that spot where their wounds overtake the level of their motivation.
0: Yep. That's, and the, you just hit the nail right on the head. The difference between, I mean, I've heard it said cliche a bunch of times before, the difference between those that will and those that won't is simply just that level of effort. Oh, and yeah. Now really yep. cliche and it's easy to talk about because it's, you know, there's, a, there's that hero story. What I've always heard there's three stories. There's the hero who can't can't make mistakes, right? He's the superhuman which doesn't exist because there's always cracks, right? So it's a facade. Second one is the failure, the the loser who just doesn't matter what they do, they're always going to fail. And then the third one is the learner, the one who has the ability to analyze the failures and screw-ups of either other people or yourself and they can learn from it. But that's yeah. that's that's a gut-wrenching story. I um you know, I was there with you just like, gosh, man, I, I felt, I felt for you.
1: And this uh, isn't like, this isn't like 25 years ago, you know, back, back in the day, this is like, I mean, I just got out of this wood, the woods on this, like six, seven months ago. Like this is recent raw, um, all, all those emotions. I mean, it's still, you know, cause you're, you're violated. Cause I didn't look, I didn't do anything wrong. Right. Right. Now granted I take responsibility I sign documents I get that right so i'm sure. never I'm never sure. pushing responsibility away from me and i i I owned it I got my teeth kicked in, I protected my lenders so I didn't give up and take my house you know, but I didn't do anything morally wrong i got I was the the target of just partnering partnering with a crook essentially, and yeah. I take ownership of that however, the saving grace I'll tell you the one saving grace was that. I was in charge of the upfront portion of buying the houses and I bought those houses cheap. I bought them right. And that saved me. And, you know, Hey, if I was more mature in my real estate investing career, say I had, you know, a few hundred K in the bank, it wouldn't have been as big of a deal. Right. Cause I would have yeah. just, I would have just came out, but I was still kind of maturing in my, my career kind of jumped in cause I'm gonna go get Right. So I didn't buy one house. I bought four houses. Right. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. You know? so, but that also increases the spiral going down. So you know, I, I, I would not trade the story, man. I am way stronger. I mean, stuff's happening now, nothing really big happening, but it's just like, I mean, if you can get through something like that, then I can get through a deal going sideways here or there, or just some inconveniences. Right. Right. No, that's a, that's a good point.
0: Um, I had a, uh, a mentor at one point in time talk about, and we're, and we're going to wrap up here, but um, a mentor tell me at one point, he said that there's some entrepreneurs that or some investors that won't, they won't invest in your business. They won't take the time to even listen to what you have to say unless you failed in business once. Right. And he's a, he's a CEO of a, you know, a, a private family capital company. I've, and I've heard
1: that too. Yeah. yeah.
0: So it's, there's uh there's merit um, you may have paid some bills 5 to 10 years from now from going through that experience
1: absolutely know? well and yeah. it's like we were chatting before man i it doesn't matter what your debts are it doesn't matter if you have 50k of credit card or 100 because as an entrepreneur i am focused i'm zoned in on income zoned in on income and yeah you got this bills and you got to pay but all right that that should take 5 minutes of my mind effort every month to write a check or pay a bill if you want to get out of those debts and that, that all that craziness, focus on income, produce. And entrepreneurs, I don't compete. I create, period. And yeah. if I'm in my mode of influence and I'm creating, I just focus on income. And if you make enough income, guess what? Everything else kind of falls into place, doesn't it? So, yeah,
0: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what, that process that you just described, we summarize that as don't be beta because that is a Big process, up. right? And that process... Of entrepreneurship is embracing all that gobbledygook that will stop somebody in the business plan phase and all the reasons why they should stop all the things that are reinforcing why they should not do something um, that's all the reason why we you can't debate about the process you you will shirk away you will shirk responsibility you will uh, you know come back with your with your uh, you know with your hat in your hands to your investors uh in that scenario if you you know if you succumb to it so and i and i I only say that because i've done that you know i know that i know that feeling and i know that pride swallowing uh process uh and then it also develops the the gumption and the and the the drive to move forward whenever you're faced with those similar circumstances again knowing hey man i'm gonna get past it this time
1: absolutely man it's well it's like it's like training in the military why do you go through the stupid stuff we go through at boot camp or you train it's because when it's introduced again when it really happens you've already went through oh i got through that and it's just you know it's repetitive it's you know it doesn't doesn't mean everything's going to be cotton candy and bubble gum moving forward it just means that i got through some stuff i'm mature so i'm a little bit more mature now and i hope in five years from now i'll be much more mature hopefully i don't have to go through much of stuff but you know it's it's a process and if you dream big and, and go take after go after stuff you're going to have some bumps and I mean it's just it never it's never going to be 100% smooth period that's awesome well i'm i've got uh i've got just this one last thing
0: we're right up against yeah. it uh how can people find you how, how do people know how to get in touch with with the Derek in houston uh the real estate mogul that is uh, uh that is you <laughs>
1: Uh, two, two ways. Facebook is uh, Derek Morell, D E R E K M U R R E L L. Easy to find there. Okay. Um, if you want to shoot me an email, it's Derek, D E R E K, at goodfaithhomebuyers.com. Goodfaithhomebuyers.com. That's right. faith like F A I T H, not F A C
0: E or anything. Good, you faith, it. good faith. Oh, so you, you spell it the way that the Webster dictionary does. Got it. All right. Yeah, faith, faith. <laughs> got it. The substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. Good faith homebuyer, right there. Uh, Derek Morrell, Derek, I appreciate you sharing that story. Um, last parting thought words of wisdom that you can share with somebody who's about ready to, they're about ready to enter that, that, uh, that business relationship and, uh, any, any, uh, lessons
1: that you want to share with them, maybe one quick lesson that you wanted to share with them. If, if they're going to enter a business relationship like what I did, um, one, consult an attorney. And here's how you deal with attorneys. And you can consult multiple attorneys. You don't ask the attorney what to do. You give the attorney a roadmap, right? You'll write some stuff down on paper and say, hey, attorney, I'm here. I want to partner with Steven. And this is our plan. And we want to get to this point. Make it happen. And then they can create a plan. Because here's the deal. If me and you were going to partner, we'd have to have very specific agreements. Stephen's doing these activities. Derek's doing these activities. If Stephen doesn't do these, it's like a divorce agreement. Yeah. If Derek doesn't do these things, this agreement does X. Or maybe we're 50-50 and now you don't get anything. If you All that stuff needs to be written out. Because you're it's a marriage. Yeah. Especially if you, you get together with business partners. I'm not a big partner guy. Um, but... If I'm not saying there's there's not deals to do, but just consult an attorney and be, be wise, pay the couple hundred bucks for a consult, consult, you know, consultation fee, whatever it is. I mean, treat it like a business, treat it like an actual big decision.
0: Yeah, it's better to pay 500 bucks and with certainty on the front end versus the scenario you just yeah. talked about today. So, Absolutely. Um, well, fantastic. You heard it. You can find them on Facebook at uh, Derek Morrell. Uh, you can also find them at Derek at goodfaithhomebuying.com. Did I get that right? Good faith Home Buyers. 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 Good faith home Buyers. GoodFaithHomeBuyers.com. Good there we there go. go. That's why we review it. All right. Well, appreciate it. Remember, guys, gals, don't be bait about the process. Go out and get some wins. Put yourself out there and continue to make it happen. Make today a great day. Talk to you soon. See you.